Hello and welcome to Be Still Be Free. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here today with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Welcome ladies. Good morning. Thank you for joining me on this lovely day in Atlanta. Um, Today we are doing an episode called A Deep Dive. We do this every series that we we have every few weeks. Um, And it's our way of kind of giving a little bit more personal insight to the topics that we've been discussing, our way to kind of relate it to our own lives and kind of that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. thing. It's just more relational. Yeah, it's a lot more relational than just like content, content, content. Uh Yeah. So um, this week, Sarah is leading our deep dive, which means Monica and I are in the hot seat. Yes. (laughs) How do we figure that again? I don't know. She's got some really strong arm questions, I feel like. Well, the first thing I want to ask, and it's very simple. Um, and this is for both of you, just like, what is something that has stuck out to you? This would be a little harder because you weren't part of the first week of recording Amber, but what is something that has stuck out to you that you've learned that, um, you're encouraged by convicted by whatever in regards to the start and kickoff of the fruits of the spirit? Hmm. Um, you know, I think for me, it's just that fresh realization that, um, I, have personal responsibility and accountability for developing the fruits of the spirit. And I think it's really easy to feel like, God, give me more peace. God, give me more patience. God, give me more joy. And he's like, it's all there, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. It's all there. So are you going to tap into it? Are you going to help grow it? Like I've given you the seeds. And or do you just you want me to keep testing you? <laughs> like do you want yeah. me to keep giving you trials and tribulations until right. you finally get it? But it's, you know, like, um, Greg and I say this to each other all the time, which is don't doubt in the desert what God did at the sea. Mm. And so, and that's definitely a way of like acting out the fruits of the spirit, which is like we know that God confirmed these things or did these things for us here. And just because we are not seeing anything with our eyes in the middle of it doesn't mean that God wasn't faithful. And so like develop patience, develop faithfulness yeah. um, with him. Yeah. So. I would say t- like the same thing, really just conviction of like, wow, am I paying attention? The, yeah. I think the fruits of the spirit are a great measuring stick to our spiritual growth and like where we are with Christ mm-hmm. and a great way to see mm-hmm. if we have some places that need to develop more. It's a really great way to tap in and say accountability. Yeah, it is. Cause and you so, get so caught up in the mundane of life. Well, yeah, I think that we measure our spirituality too often by what we're doing. Like, am I reading mm-hmm. my Bible and am I praying? Because if I'm doing those things, then, you know, church. I guess it's yeah. all, yeah, if I'm yeah. going to church, if I'm participating in a Bible person. study, then it's probably all good. But I think, to really look at the fruits of the spirit and, and take account of your life and say, I could definitely, you know, display some more patience in my life. Like that's a big, or even thinking about like, could other people look at my life and be like, she's totally like got the fruit of love. She's got the fruit of joy. She's got the fruit of peace and putting myself in other people's shoes to see that. And you know, like it's, I, I say that this, I mean this like completely and wholeheartedly, like my only goal is to grow more and more into the image of Christ. And I know I will never get there, right? but if I'm not further along down the continuum now than I was last year, then, then I haven't grown any, you know, I haven't grown at all. And that's, that's my true desire. So beyond how many Bible studies I'm participating in or how much I'm serving, none of that means anything if I'm not growing personally from the inside out. Yeah, totally. I think it's important for our listeners to hear 
we don't have it all figured out. Because sometimes when you're leading and you're teaching and you're sharing, it sounds like you've got it all figured out. Oh, and you sorry. don't struggle I, with this. I and do have it all figured you, out. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought, sorry. I thought y'all knew that. Oh, that's right. I I, may, okay. Maybe I don't belong Monica here. and I. <laughs> you hid your fruit under a bushel. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you don't see all of no, them? No, I totally see. No. You're just hiding them. You bring them out at different times. You don't want to show them all at once. You want to show right. your I'm hand. saving them for later. Okay. You don't want to show your whole hand. I don't want you to get full of my faces. <laughs> but it is important um, that people know we don't have this all figured out. And we, so many times when I am studying, I don't know if y'all feel this way, I feel like I'm learning it for me. Oh, yeah. And God's yeah, like, yeah, I'm giving you this yes. one because you need to grow. Oh, yeah. You need to learn. You totally. need to see what the Word of God has to say about this. Yes. Um, I've got a couple of quotes, and I'm going to go through them. Um, and I just want us to kind of touch on them just a little bit. The last one is is probably the, the most oh convicting. Um, but we're going to go through. I've got one for each fruit that we've talked about so far. Okay. Um, let's start with love. To love someone means to see him as God intended him. Hmm. Fyodor Dostoevsky. I don't know how to say that any better, but that's his name. So to love someone means to see him as God intended him. What does that mean to you? It means that regardless of my personal issues, struggles, um, maybe walls that I've put up with certain people is to try to like look through the lens of Christ Mm -hmm. and to see their heart more than I see the outward. Yep expression yeah I, I think I like I, I believe that's how God sees us mm-hmm. is the way he intended us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not necessarily the way we're acting right, right. now yeah right um and that's hard yeah. you know yeah. like yeah. you know even with your kids you're like yeah. I intend for you to yeah. not act like that <laughs> so, but you love them despite that because you know Right. Like how your kid is capable yeah. of behaving right. and like the beauty that's inside them. And I, yeah. I think if we did that more with other people, especially those people that are difficult to be around. On and ourselves, basis, I would know? say. Yeah. yeah seeing yourself point. as God intended you. Yeah. That's, what, that's one of the things I tell Addie. You need to, you need to see yourself as God sees you. For sure. And then you'll quit having self-loathing, self-hate, self-negative talk, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joy. No one can get joy by merely asking for it. It is one of the ripest fruits of the Christian life, and like all fruits, must be grown. Henry Drummond. Mm. Um, What is a way that you can allow joy to be grown? What What does that mean to you? How do you know? Just choose joy, or allowing joy to be grown. Um, I think that there is. A okay, let me figure out how I need to word this. Um, Brene Brown talks about a, a problem in our culture that joy is foreboding, mm. where anytime we experience joy, our immediate waiting response for the other shoe to drop. waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yep. Like she gave this example of like you're watching, you're at the movie theater, you're watching a movie and in the movie, there's this happy couple and they're driving down the road on Christmas Eve and it's snowing and the kids are in the back seat laughing and giggling and yeah. everyone's having a great time. And they turn down the street 
And what happens next? Car accident. Car accident. Yeah. 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 Everybody's like, like they, they get hit by a truck. Yeah. yeah, because there's this like thing in our culture where joy is foreboding. It's mm-hmm. never going to last. Yeah. And I think that may be one of our biggest hindrances to joy. Like you were talking about like growing joy. I think just allowing it, like feeling secure enough in Christ that you allow yourself to feel joy yeah, and right. you don't hold it back because you're afraid, Ooh, you know, yeah. Yeah. in anticipation of, of the yeah. shoe dropping. Yeah. Um, this is going to sound really trite and I don't mean it that way at all, but like, you know, like Greg jokes around with me all the time and calls me silver, like finding like in the middle of like really hard circumstances, finding the good in it and mm-hmm. finding God in it and mm-hmm. choosing to lock my gaze on that yep. instead of everything else will slowly warm my heart towards joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I don't start that vortex of doom, but yeah. I like focus on that, like, even though all of this is happening, here's where I can see God's fingerprints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's where the glass can be half full. Um, and it's not a like turning a blind eye to the other stuff, but it's like there, there is God in the middle mm-hmm. of all of the yeah. hard stuff. There and is. the more that I am disciplined to do that, the easier it is to be joyful quicker yep. when things start to feel like they're it's falling mindset. apart. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we've talked about before with me and my family is um, the whole half glass, empty half mm-hmm. glass full and how I've put an actual glass on the counter. Well, going into 2018, that's one of the things that we're doing. And um, one of our little family goals for 2018 is learning to have a better outlook, learning to have, not to be so critical, mm-hmm. learning to have a more thankful attitude about each other, about our circumstances. And so I have a table in my kitchen area that I have a cylinder now sitting on it. And I wrote on it with a a dry erase marker. Um, It's half full of water. And it just says, how do you see your day? Half glass empty or half glass full? Um, It's just perspective. Yeah. Right. It's It's allowing yourself. Yeah. It's the visual reminder for them every single day. And then we put a journal there where um, if my hope is that we will write down one-liners of something funny or something appreciative about each other or whatnot. Um, it's just finding, finding the joy in the mundane in that right. there yes. a book or a saying um, or well, something or uh, Christy Knuckles has a podcast yes. glorious in the mundane. Glorious oh, in the mundane. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, okay. So moving on to peace, a born again person ought to possess unspeakable peace in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Watchman Nee says that. Um, Amber, tell me, tell me what that means to you. <laughs> huh. Um, unspeakable peace. Well, it's peace still be free. Mm. I mean, I, <clears throat> 2017 is by far the worst year of my life. I can say wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was mm-hmm. the, I just the worst. Um, but it was some of my closest time with Jesus mm-hmm. because, I was really forced to sit and be still. And in the midst of that silence, the only word I could use to describe it would be peace. Yeah. That passed all understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that guarded my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like it kept me from completely falling off the deep end. Not to say I didn't fall off the deep end a little. We we all know me. But But I am not committed right now. And so in that way, since I feel like set up camp, there's, a, there's a success story there. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I think that that I the piece that I experienced, at least in 2017, if it were to be 
unspeakable peace. That's what I picture is just like, there isn't anything to say. There mm-hmm. aren't any words. Mm-hmm. There's not, um, it doesn't make any sense. It's hard right. to explain. Yeah. But it's there. And yeah. I'm here. Right. Yeah. Like for me, it's, it's peace that doesn't make sense on paper. Yeah. Um, it's not logical. And that like any sane minded person would look at the whole thing, like list it out and be like, how can you, how can you be so calm? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's like, yeah, you know, it's, and I think a key phrase here is a born again person. You know, I think sometimes we expect non-believers, those who have not been born again to have the same sanity that we expect of the body of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I tell the kids, you can't hold them to the same level of accountability because they don't have the same level of accountability. Right. They don't, they don't have, first of all, the Holy Spirit inside of them. So they don't have the seeds of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. They're mm-hmm. acting completely in 100% in humanity and flesh. Um, you know, secondly, they're not going to see the world as we see the world. They're, we're not like-minded. Mm-hmm. And so it should not shock us when unbelievers are not like-minded and mm-hmm. when they don't behave that way. Right. Um, on the flip side of that, I would say that if your peace is not that much different from an unbelieving community, why? Yeah. Are you so truly true. a believer? Mm-hmm. Are you a believer on paper, but not really living it out day to day in faith? Yeah. Did you just do a get out of jail free prayer? Right. With no, nothing to follow up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think there's a lot to, to do some self-reflection there. Well, it's interesting because um, I was thinking about this the other day. Like there's a reason that, that is it Paul or Peter that wrote Galatians? I think it's Paul, but Paul. there's a reason that he calls it fruits of the spirit and yeah. not like vegetables of the spirit. Yeah. Like, you know, like vegetables are things that like we eat because we need to, and they're good for us, but we kind of choke them down. Yeah. And the finally craves or yeah. savors or like seeks out vegetables, but fruits are meant to be sweet and, um, appealing visually and, um, like the, the myriad of flavors that you get across the board, like they're tantalizing and they're appealing and they're visually stimulating. And Mm -hmm. so when we exhibit those things, those, those should be things that people like are are appealing to drawn Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. It's really, really good. That like quench and refresh and I don't know, like it's Mm -hmm. just, Another, so, so yeah. True. Another thing I will say about that quote is that it's called unspeakable peace. So Christians, be careful about trying to vocally impose what you think is peace on somebody who's going through something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we do that sometimes. Yeah. And or you try to convince people that you have peace. Right. Right. Oh, you shouldn't yeah. have to. You shouldn't have to. And like you know, if a person is acknowledging the reality of their situation, that doesn't mean they don't have peace. That's right. right. That's true. That's exactly right. Yeah. And we are not like this doesn't, none, you can have peace and still share your struggles with somebody. Yeah. And totally. Like, yeah, one does not negate the other. That's right. right. Yeah. I think, I think the most beautiful uh, picture of this is um, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane before he um, was crucified how he wept and he prayed and he said, Lord, if there be another way, yeah. take this cup yeah, from for me. Yeah, for sure. He wept. He acknowledged his circumstances. But when that answer didn't come, mm-hmm. um, he didn't throw a temper tantrum. He stayed incredibly calm and he knew what the lot was in front of him and he knew for what it was for. Um, and I think that's such a great picture of when circumstances are not what you want, just knowing that God the Father 
brings it all together. Yeah. You know, and never leaves you through yeah. the process. Um, okay. Here's a good one. This is from Woodrow Kroll. When the root is bitterness, imagine what the fruit will be. Oh. When the root is bitterness, imagine what the fruit you will be. One of those be. nasty vegetables. Not that's right. Nobody wants to eat that. Uh, all right. So just quickly, Monica, we'll start with you. Ugh. When's a time in your life that you know um, your root was bitterness? Oh, well. <laughs> um, I've had several roots of bitterness. Um, is is I've uh, I can't. There's a lot I can't share details about, sure. but I, I mean there are. Several different occasions, which immediately all popped into my mind at the same time. Or what did your fruit look like because of that root? My fruit looked like cynicism. Mm -hmm. My fruit looked like anger. My fruit looked like, um, I mean, it it looked like bitterness. Um, My words were sharp and harsh. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my features were sharp. Like I felt like I just had Mm. a scowl on my face all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, My attendance in church dropped. My participation and st- like it, it was definitely outwardly manifested, yeah. not mm-hmm. just physically, but like in action. And well. others could see. And others could see. Amber? Yeah, I mean, same. Like that reminds me of like how we talked about the countenance, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, that is the essence. You know, we were reading um, Cain and Abel the other day, and um, as you do. As you do, as one, as one as does. Knows. It's just as one Saturday does. in the no, Miller household. It's, it's, it's uh, totally the like you know beginning of the year. Like read through the Bible in the year. I have it. read Genesis a lot, so many times. Now some of those other ones I'm seeing around, but Genesis, yeah, no. We so we're the Lamentations, but we're strong in the first three. <laughs> May somewhere in May. Um, <laughs> no, so we were reading Cain and Abel, but one thing that stood out to both Andy and I was that when, um, uh, Cain was, realized that Abel's sacrifice was better than his, mm-hmm. that God accepted Abel's and not Cain's, it says that Cain's countenance fell. Mm-hmm. And I would just remember like that one, I don't remember now which podcast it was a, a million years ago, ago that, um, Beautiful, be, be beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, it, it was. But we talked about how physically speaking, like yes. your presence with the Lord, there's a you can see it you can uh, totally physically, see it. Mm-hmm. and um, and so you just saying that, like I feel the same way. And when I've been in bitterness, it's physically my countenance fell mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but also I think that mm, my fruit of bitterness can tend to like withdraw mm. a lot like um build up walls mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing mm-hmm. in addition to everything you said yep yeah it's all it's all the same mm-hmm. it sucks it does and it's nice to think that like nobody notices yeah, but, but they, they always do it's not true but they do they do charles spurgeon okay yes it is of no use for any of you to try to be soul winners if you are not bearing fruit in your own lives how can you serve the Lord with your lips if you do not serve him with your lives? How can you preach his gospel with your tongues when with hands, feet, and heart you are preaching the devil's gospel and setting up an antichrist by your practical unholiness? Oh. Big time. That'll that'll get you, right? That'll get you. Um, let's talk about this. Let's break this down for just a second. Um, look at our culture today. You look on the social media side of it. You look inside the church walls, you look outside the church walls. Um, 
it is of no use for you to try to be a soul winner if you are not bearing fruit in your own life. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. What, you know, what does, what, our church is so full of fruitless people. Yeah. The, and I don't just mean inside the walls of the church. Right. I mean the body, the, the ones who say, hey, I believe in Jesus. Well, it's like, what is, what is, what will, what would be appealing to a non-believer if you're not exhibiting fruits of the spirit, what would be appealing to them about mm-hmm. turning to a life following Christ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're not actively pursuing that, if you're not living in holiness and righteousness and you're not really working on growing those fruits yep. every day and not displaying any of it, why on earth would anyone think that Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 this like cultural Christianity that is saying like these these are the things that make you a Christian if you read these things and look this way mm-hmm. and do these things. Um, I read a blog post the other day that was like rethinking my Christianity, and she was saying something like, "Guess what? You don't have to be a Republican to be a Christian, or you right. don't have to." Mm-hmm dress a certain way or whatever it is. Um, but like, I feel like those things a lot of times come first Mm -hmm. in people's, like in other Christians judgment of another believer. Yeah. Like those are the ways that I know that you're Christian, not the fruit. Exactly. Does that make sense? And I feel like that's what people like the Christian dumb is Mm -hmm. looking at more than the fruits. Yeah. Here's the thing that I think you got to just hone in on. So I'm going to preach here just for a little bit. Here we go. How can, how can you preach his gospel with your tongues when with hands, feet and heart, you are preaching the devil's gospel. You're either preaching his gospel or you are elevating the devil's gospel. It's one way or the other. There is no middle neutral ground. There's There's no Switzerland. There's truth, non-truth. There is serving. There is not serving. There is pleasing. There is not pleasing. And if you're not serving and pleasing the one, you are helping the the other one. It just is what it is. And I think it is entirely time for the, the church. You, we need to decide we either believe or we don't. There's either a God and a devil or there's not. And if you don't believe in both, then you do not believe in the word of God. You don't believe in the Christ of the Bible. You don't believe in the God of the Bible because there is not good without the not good. There is not holiness without the unholiness. Um, and here's the other thing. If you are not preaching his gospel, if we are not preparing for his kingdom, if we are not being kingdom builders, if we are not being part of the prophecy of the second coming of Christ, then we are part of the prophecy of setting up for an antichrist. You are. Yeah. Like, let's just call it what it is. I am. You are. And when I say you, I'm not just saying I'm not guilty of this because I certainly deal with my own sin um, and and have to answer for that. But I know who I serve. I know I believe in a God and a devil. I believe in a holy and an unholy. And I don't believe in Switzerland. And so I think that when we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit, like if you are not bearing the fruit of Christ at some level in your life, pursuing it, desiring it, um, convicted for it, longing for it, right? Because even when we are sown in the roots of bitterness— I'm sure that there is something unsettled inside of you, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, And so my encouragement is not because I'm trying to condemn you, but because I want you to take a moment to to look at your life and say, am I truly saved? Because brother and sister, if you are not, you're going to hell and you're setting up for the Antichrist and you're serving at the pleasure of the devil. It just is what it is. 
And, and, and so until we're willing to talk about the uncomfortable, until we're willing to talk about the other side, yes, God is a God of love. He's also a just God and he can't allow for the perpetuation of sinful living, fruitless living, and no conviction towards Christ-like living. Yeah. He it's just so won't. True. I mean, it's that's so the true. reality of it. If you believe in the word of God. Right. Now, if you got some other little ideology that goes beyond just what the Bible is, you're not going to believe that. But the God that I believe in and the God that we're talking about today is the God of the one and only Bible. And his word is his word. Mm -hmm. And so, again, how can you preach his gospel with your tongues, with the hands, the feet, and the heart you are preaching the gospel, the devil's gospel, and setting up an antichrist by your practical unholiness? You're setting up an antichrist. I mean, does that just like... It kind of just like, ugh. Get to you? It's not just a, oh, well, it was a bad day. Yeah. It's not just a bad day. It's a testimony. It's a it's a gospel. It's a commission. It's a It's a calling. And you're either fulfilling this calling or you're aiding and abetting yeah. this one over here. Yeah. And I think that if we could really allow that to sink in, we would take this so much more seriously than we do. But again, we have this idea of this forgiving, loving God, which he is. But, but he is he waging is. a war that he's already won, but the war is not over, mm -hmm. right? We know who wins the war, but there are battles along the way. And until we're willing to stand up and say, I stand with God and this is important to me. And I want people to be able to look at my life and see a difference. You don't have to preach it because it's unspeakable, mm -hmm. right? It's an essence of who you are. Um, you are aiding and abetting the evil one. Um, like Greg says all the time, you're either growing in your spiritual walk and faith or you're regressing, yeah. but there's no standing still. Yeah. So if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards and you may not think you are, you may think you're standing still, but it's, there is, it's just one side, still. it's one direction or the other. Yeah. Supernatural warfare is real. Um, there, there is a wage against whom you serve. Uh, and we need to take that seriously and, and give it what it's due. Um, Priscilla Shire, I watched, um, her talk at the passion conference, um, on live stream. And she talked so much about that, about Ephesians six and the warfare. And then she just had this, I mean, I could feel the Holy spirit in that place. And I wasn't in any of the mm. places that they were oh. doing it. Um, but she was just talking about like living in holiness and how you can't basically like, Something that I've just felt so strongly about forever, like being relevant doesn't mean that you can't be, that you shouldn't be holy. Yeah. Like you can be relevant, but still live holy. Yes. Like, and God, that's what God requires. And she just does a phenomenal job of outlining this and giving great illustrations. I'm going to link to oh, it we have to do in that. the notes so that everyone yeah. can go watch it. Watch but it is it. worth listen it. I, to it. I listened to it on YouTube while I was going for a run and had to keep stopping and wiping my face because I was crying. It was just Never so ever wonderful. will you regret experiencing conviction, experiencing growth and moving in the right direction of serving God. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever will you regret it because only then can you truly have those moments where you've experienced unspeakable peace. Only then can you truly have those moments where you understand what wanting to shout with joy really feels like, yeah. you know, we've got to allow ourselves to, 
feel the reality of that in mm-hmm. order to to experience him. Yeah, and I would say, um, and we've we've talked about this before, but you are what you eat. Yes. So if you want to display fruit, you have to eat fruit. So like listening to Bible teachers and speakers who are preaching these fruits of the spirit, who exhibit them in their daily lives, who aren't just funny, but like truly yes. walking out the truth of the Bible exactly. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, is that what you're taking in? Or are you just kind of like, is it just a Sunday thing? That's right. Um, whatever you're eating and partaking of, gar- like Sarah always says, garbage in, garbage out. Yep. Well, fruit in, fruit out. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. Sure. It works both ways. So that's kind of my deep dive today. Dang, girl. You know, it's a little deep, but it's, it's truth. It's so good. I mean, and this is the time in our culture, I think, I mean, I think everybody has said this in every generation, but <laughs> I think that in our culture, this is the time where we cannot waver on truth. We cannot. Um, and there is a lot of straddling the line and a lot of riding the fences and a lot of um, people afraid to offend. Um, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is offensive. It is. And Jesus was it offensive, is. but in a, in a way of in love and just a truth. Here's truth. I'm going to put a stake in the ground and this is truth. I've, not going to talk ill to you. I'm not going to be ugly of to you. you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about you. But this is the truth, and you're either on this side of truth or that side. That's right. That's you know. And here's the thing: when when Jesus commissioned us to, to the calling of Christ, it was not to go out and tell the world um, this is the political view you ought to have on this. This is right. the social view you ought to have on this. It was the fruits of the spirit. Yes. It was yes. going out and telling them about Christ. Christ is about the fruits of the spirit. Yes. Right. So if your dialogue with everybody else to try to make a difference in this world is more than just the fruits of the spirit or isn't the fruit of the spirit and it's all your opinion on everything else, you are not doing the body of Christ any good. You're not doing this world any good when all you do is spew ideas and ideologies and not truth. Because this is truth. Mm-hmm. If you can't find it in the word, it's not truth. So don't speak it. Keep your mouth shut and keep it for yourself. So that is what we should be doing, right? Because in order to continue to become more like him, we have to understand the death on the cross wasn't comfortable. Right. It wasn't easy. So how can we ask ourselves to only have to experience that which is comfortable and ask him to go to hell and back? Mm -hmm. It's just not, it's just not, it's not truth. It's not biblical. It's not the way it was meant to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So... On that note. So that's our deep dive. <laughs> it's too bad it wasn't deep. Too bad we didn't take too it bad seriously. We, uh, Sarah too bad. feelings yeah. about it. Yeah. I wish she was, you know what? I wish she was more passionate. <laughs> I wish she was geeked up from time to time. I could really do with some geeking up. I wish she was a little spicier. <laughs> I got her a candle for her birthday. It's that's a right. spice, spice smell. It's perfect. Oh, spicy I should have just crossed out spice where it's Sarah. Sarah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Spicy. Oh gosh. We hope you guys have enjoyed this first part one of our Be Fruitful with Love, Joy, and Peace. The first part one. There will be a second part one. Our first part one. I mean, our first first part, part, which is part part one. one. (laughs) You guys, it was such a late night. Um, But we are going to take next week off. Um, and then we will be back and we will talk about, uh, what comes after love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. Woo-hoo. So get ready and buckle up. What, yeah. what? All right. Thanks everybody. We'll Thanks. see you soon. Bye.